I would say that the selflessness of open source is, is generally a myth. Episode 40, January 2015. In this episode, Parker Moore talks about what he dislikes about open source, how it positively changed his life, and further about the myth of the selfless open source developer. He also discusses how Jekyll has evolved, what they have planned for the future, and why it's popular among hackers. Did working on open source, quote, change your life uh, in ways you wouldn't have expected? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've met people that I would never have met. I worked for GitHub that I would never have worked for. Um, I, there are, there's untold numbers of things that have changed. I understand, I've, I understand things that I never understood before, and I've learned by doing. And I've learned that learning by doing is one of the best ways that I learn. And that responsibility exists where you give it or where you make it exist. It's by telling myself that I'm going to start a project and work on it, it's, you know, I've worked on it and, and uh, given myself that responsibility and, and sort of pushed forward. I don't know, it's, it's changed me in a bajillion ways. It's changed me in any way imaginable. It's made me, I think, a better person. It's made me a more thoughtful person. It's made me a better developer for sure. And it's, it's allowed me to connect with people with whom I would never have connected otherwise. Uh, what do you dislike about open source? That's a great question. I dislike the redundancy in many ways. So, like I said earlier, there are some. One thing that frustrates me is to see people filing issues over and over again that I've I've solved before. Things like installation problems. Um, so I guess there's a redundancy frustration. Some of that comes down to Ruby is difficult to install on Windows, and we need to work on that as a Ruby community. But etc. It's sort of a, a specific problem. Um, within open source, what frustrates me is the the idea that open source developers are at the whim are must work at the whim of their of the users. So when someone uses Jekyll, for example, they they might believe, and I don't know if this is true, but um, you have the you have the tendency to believe that that this software must be perfect or that this software must work exactly the way that you expect it to, and that you sort of feel in, almost entitled in this frustrating way um, that, that when you file an issue, it'll be solved in a week or something so something like this. this. What frustrates me about open source is this idea that the user is the master of the, of the code rather than everyone being a, an equal collaborator in this and that some people have the power to merge pull requests and some people don't. And that, uh, that, that's frustrated me a lot, that people feel as though their opinion is the way that things ought to be um, rather than sort of discussing something and saying, you're right, you've made a convincing argument and I agree with you versus here's, how, here's the way it is and you better like it or not. Do you think people work selflessly in open source or is it partly a myth? I mean, working on open source projects can get people really great jobs, right? So any thoughts on that? I think... I was having a great conversation with my roommate the other day, um, and, and what we've concluded together is that humans are built to be selfish. We are built to work for our own self-interest. What's great about open source is that your self-interest happens to align in general with the interest of everyone else. When we're working on something together, a tool that we all use and we all love, um, we can 
work on it together in such a way that it benefits all of us because what a benefit to you is also a benefit to me because we got the exact same product in the end. So I would say that, that the selflessness of open source is, is generally a myth. Um, I, I love the people who, who help out and I, there's definitely, there are definitely the people who are, are selfless. I think our Jeff, Jekyll help team is totally selfless. They are people who are just incredible people who help people figure out their installation issues or whatever, or, hey, I built this Jekyll site and it's not compiling for this reason. Can you help me out? These people, I think, are selfless. But from a maintainer standpoint, I don't think that I'm selfless in any way. Um, I think that I, I really enjoy doing this. So in a selfish way, I get a lot of, I, it's a lot of fun. Um, so I, I really get a lot of pleasure out of working on it from a, a personal standpoint. Um, and it's definitely, I mean, Speaking from a, an employment standpoint as well, it's, it definitely helps with the resume um, to say that, that I work on this project that's used, that's been downloaded over a million times. It's, it's kind of, I mean, there's a selfish element as, the, as well there. Um, but at the same time, I look for job opportunities that allow me to work on the, on the uh, project too. So fortunately, I haven't found that yet, but uh, maybe one day I will, I will be able to be employed at a place that allows me to work. Uh, on this project as well and sort of so sort of selfishly selflessly give back in a few sentences how has Jekyll evolved since uh, you started working on it I think Jekyll's become easier to use and I think Jekyll's community has become friendlier and more vibrant than ever what have you guys planned for Jekyll in the future we want to make it easier to use Jekyll. So we want to make an interface that is, doesn't necessarily require the command line. We want to make Jekyll faster. We've recently merged a pull request about incremental regeneration. So once you've generated something once, once you change something, you only need, generate, you only need to generate the things that depend on that. So if you change and include, then only the pages which include that include will be regenerated rather than the entire site, which is the way that it works now. Um, so we're making Jekyll faster, we're making Jekyll simpler, um, we're trying to make Jekyll more accessible for those who are just trying to get a simple site or blog up. Why do you think Jekyll is popular among so-called hackers? It was marketed that way. It's a command line tool and it's available on GitHub. So it's sort of perfectly, or it, not, it, not the source code being available, but it, through GitHub pages allows you to access Jekyll or create a Jekyll site on GitHub. But um, that doesn't mean that this target audience automatically appreciates it, right? So, for example, Microsoft could also target hackers and they would probably fail miserably. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it has to do with Tom, right? So, so Tom is, is and, and uh, Nick Quaranto as well, are both, uh, they're both these big figures within the hack, sort of hacker community. Um, both of them worked at GitHub. Um, Tom helped start GitHub. It, it's sort of this big, massive um, influence in the hacker community. I and didn't I know that QRush worked for GitHub. Interesting. Yeah, just for a little bit. So I think that they they just had a disproportionate influence within the community because they helped start something or they, they built something so crucial to and so integral to the hacker community. How is Tom and QRush involved with Jekyll these days? They aren't at all, really. Um, Tom is working on a nonprofit out in New York, and um, and Nick is in Buffalo still, working with Thirty Seven Signals slash Basecamp, um, 
and they're they've moved on. But maybe do you um, chat every once in a while how the project is going, and they give you their feedback or advice? No, not really at all. Um, I've I've asked Nick for some advice, and while I'm here in Rochester at my parents' house, um, he lives an hour away in Buffalo, an hour west of me in Buffalo. So I might go see him and chat about it. But in general, it's it's like you said, and like you asked and sort of hinted at before, it's evolved so heavily. It's, it's so different than what it once was that it's almost difficult for them to, to give advice because they aren't following as, as thoroughly as they might have before. They might still use it, but their understanding of the, of the vision um, is cursory because they've sort of left the project. Mm -hmm.